Thank you for supporting Food Bank of Iowa. Live from the DraftKings Sportsbook and Wild Rose Studio, this is Des Moines Sports Station, 1460. KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. The PSAs you hear on Miller and Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. Bottom of the hour, thereabouts, probably a little bit before, our friend Kevin Lehman, uh, basketball analyst, will join us. We'll talk about Iowa, Iowa State. Uh, Drake and you and I get the latest from Kevin Lehman right now. He's David Kaplan. Uh, he joins us live from Chicago. He's brought to us by Centurion Stone of Iowa. ESPN 1000 is where you can see him. NBC Sports Chicago is where you can watch him. Cappy, Trent, and Ken, Happy New Year. How are you? What's up, boys? Happy, healthy New Year to you. I hope that 2021 is a much better year for all of us. It's been rough. You are preaching to the choir, my friend. No doubt about that. Well, let's uh, let's start it off with a Bears victory cap. Uh, look, I think that we go back to that game. It was an overtime game at Soldier Field. That doesn't mean that it's going to be close on uh, on this weekend. We certainly hope that it's going to be. You can you make a case, Cap, that the Bears move on to the next round? Yes, I absolutely can. Hundred percent. Now, if it was Green Bay, no. I think they had the perfect game plan for the, to beat the Packers last week, and they just weren't good enough. First of all, can we stop calling them an elite defense? That yeah. defense is crap. Right. Now, offensively, they dominated time of possession. They were 5 of 6 on fourth down. They ran the football effectively. Mitch was until late in the game, and a turnover, you're trying to make a play. I don't have a problem with the pick late in the game. You can't have your tight end, who I love, Cole Komet, the deck like he did. And then when Aaron Rodgers throws you not one, not two, three interceptions mm-hmm. yep. in your hand, you got to catch the freaking football. So Green Bay's just really good. They have the league MVP. He's a great player. But can they go into New Orleans and win? Yes, they absolutely can. In order for that to happen, it doesn't feel like against this Saints team the Bears have to play perfect, but they have to play crisp. They have to make those fourth downs like you saw a week ago against Green Bay for the first three quarters. They go out there. Is the game plan make this game much more condensed? Have Montgomery touch the ball 28, 30, 32 times in the game and beat in the run game or the short passing game? Is this If, if the Bears are going to win, David Montgomery is going to have to win it for them. Um, I won't say he has to win it for them, but he has to be a bell cow running back. You know, if you tell me that he's going to carry the ball 22 times for 90 yards and Mitchell Trubisky doesn't turn it over, he can't turn the football over. No, no chance. And then the defense is going to have to get the pass rush that they paid for, not the pass rush we've watched. <laughs> 
means Khalil <laughs> Mack has to win yeah. some one-on-ones. Robert Quinn has to win some one-on-ones. Akeem Hicks has to win some one-on-one battles. You get double and triple teamed, I get it. But if you're going to run two guys at Khalil Mack, somebody's going to be free. Drew Brees is not Aaron Rodgers. He's 41 or whatever years old. I'm just telling you, man, it's time for this pass rush to show up or you can't win. Cap, what was the uh, the, the reasoning behind Allen Robinson simply not, not being part of the game plan until the second half and then really not being a major factor? Was it just that this is what Green Bay is going to try and take away, so we're going to go elsewhere, we're going to focus getting Mooney the ball? Robinson needs to have you know, a better statistical game, in my opinion, but what happened to him last week? Did the Packers just eliminate him? The Packers took him away and said, mm-hmm. okay, we know, A, your quarterback is maybe not a one-read guy, but he's certainly not Tom Brady going through his progressions and going back to another guy and then going to another guy. That's not who Mitch is. So they said, we're taking away your security blanket. Well, Darnell Mooney had a Tom Waddle game. 11 catches, 93 yards, but you can't settle for field goals. You just can't. Now, I would not have gone for it, and this is not Monday morning quarterback. I said it on our football show before the play happened. I would not have gone for it for the sixth straight fourth down try. It was 21-16 at that point in the fourth. I would have kicked the field goal 21-19. Aaron's already thrown three balls to you that you've dropped. Mm -hmm. Who knows? Maybe you do get one. He wasn't, oh, my God, good. He's He's Aaron. He's great. What if you got a turnover and a field goal wins it for you? So I would have handled that differently, but I think from watching it, I'm going to watch the All-22 this afternoon and break it all down. I'm just telling you, from what I watched, Green Bay took Allen Robinson away and said, good luck. The Saints team, not some of the Saints teams of of Peyton and Drew Brees that we've seen in the past, not as high-powered. Kamara, if they would have played Saturday, he wouldn't have been able to play. They do play Sunday. We wait and see on that front. Michael Thomas trying to work his way back. We wait on that one. What does scare you, though, the most about this Saints team? When you look at the matchup against the Bears, what concerns you the most? Well, there's a few things. One, they have a very good offensive line. So Mm -hmm. how are we getting pressure on Drew Brees? That's one. Two, you look at Alvin Kamara. He's a beast. And if he's anywhere close to 100%, I'm very concerned about him in the past game. He's yes. a good running back, yeah. but I'm more concerned of what he's able to do in the passing game because I remember when he was in he Chicago killed you. Killed you. Uh, earlier in the year, he killed you, yeah. and you try to cover him in the flat with Khalil Mack. Mm. That's not a real good decision. Now you may not have Roquan. You may not have Jalen Johnson. You may not have Buster Screen. So if you can't get home and get pressure, that's a big problem. So there's a number of things that concern you. Yeah, and, and rightly so. Well, I'd look at I hope we were certainly fingers crossed and hope that they uh, move on. Uh, if you're the Packers, Cap, this is a, this is a, yes, they get the one seed, they get the weekend off, but just real quick on them. If, if the Bears don't win or if the Rams don't win and we have no idea who's going to play quarterback, Tom Brady... They're going to win. They're going to beat the football team. Tom Brady and the Buccaneers are going to show up at Lambeau Field next week. That's the last team I think that the Packers want to see, don't you? Uh, yeah, because you've got a quarterback who, albeit he's playing for a warm-weather team, he's a cold-weather player, whole life. 
Michigan to New yeah. England. Yeah. So, yeah, completely agree with you. But just let's not forget, I think Washington's defense is top five. They're good. I think their pass rush win rate with Montez Sweat, Chase Young, and others is top three. I think they're third. Last time I looked at the analytics, it was the other day. So don't discount the fact that Tampa Bay struggles when Brady gets pressured. He, I think, was 1-3 when he was sacked three or more times. One of those losses was to the Chicago Bears, and their defense is nowhere near as good as Washington's defense. Confuse the hell out of Nate Sudfeld. <laughs> That's for another story, for another day. Yeah. Hey, Cappy, yeah. you know, I'm also a Bears fan, and uh, I told Ken earlier this week, I had a conversation with another Bears fan, and he brought up how many times this team has been in the playoffs the last quarter century. This will be their sixth appearance, tied the Detroit Lions with six playoff appearances over the last 25 mm-hmm. years. Still one behind the Cincinnati Bengals. It, it shows you, I think, on a scale just what a rough quarter century it's been for this organization as a whole. We've talked about this in the past, but what does this offseason look like? What kind of restructuring do you see, not head coach, not even GM, but at the higher levels, anything at all? Look, if they are going to delude themselves into thinking, well, they expanded the playoffs because of a pandemic. We went 8-8 eight and eight and we backed our way in and we years from being a championship-caliber football team, then there won't be any changes. Um, I don't think Ryan's going anywhere. I don't. Now, maybe they have a already arranged deal with an executive to come in and replace him. Because that's the only way you're going to get the choice you want because they're with their seven GM jobs open, now six after Houston hired Nick Casario away from New England yesterday. So I don't know... If George, and I, I just, George doesn't strike me as a guy who watches Ryan walk in his office every day knowing he's already replaced him. I just don't think that's who George is. He's a high character guy. So I don't think there's going to be any change there. And I don't think you're changing quarterbacks because I looked at the free agent list today. Dak Prescott turned down $35 million a year. He got 31.8 this year on the tag. So the next year to tag him is 38. He's looking for a long-term deal somewhere between 35 and 40 million a year. The cap's coming down to around 185 to 195. You don't have that type of cap space, and you're not a 40 million dollar quarterback away from going. Okay, we can go to the Super Bowl now. You're just not. So I think Mitchell Trubisky will be back. I think they'll try and offload Nick Foles' contract if at all possible. I'm not sure that it is. And then if you don't change coach, you don't change general manager, maybe the team president retires and you bring in another guy. But how much impact does he have on football operations? Yeah, I just don't see a scenario where there's this massive upheaval up at uh, Dallas Hall. Well, there certainly, to an extent, is that on the north side of Chicago with the baseball team and the Cubs and Kappa. Hats off to you. Uh, Book Shambi was indeed announced as the, uh, the replacement for Len Casper. We heard it first from you a week ago today. Uh, so, so good for you for having that one. Uh, and how did the hire go over, Cap? It certainly seems to be well received if Twitter is any indication, uh, that they got the right guy. And, and look, I've listened to him over the years. I think he's terrific. Uh, I think that's a pretty good hire, Cap. I think it's an awesome hire. I don't know Chris Myers at all. I don't. You know, I know some people say they don't like him as a guy, whatever. 
I'm, I just want to be entertained when I'm watching my Cubs on my couch. But I do look at Chris Myers as an announcer. It's just not my cup of tea. Too national, too vanilla, and boring for me. That's just me. It's all, you know, m- my opinion, subjective. Boog Shambi, I know John. He is an awesome, awesome person. He is very much involved in charity work. And then add all those great personal qualities to the fact that this guy is a tremendous storyteller and has fun doing this job. And so I think it's a home run hire for Chicago Cup. Cap, Trent and I talked about this uh, yesterday or Monday, one of the days. I can't take credit for it. I saw it on Twitter. But uh, Shambi and Benetti and Adam Adnan from, from the Bulls, these are three relatively young announcers, right, that, that could set some roots and be there for 25 years. Uh, Chicago sports fans may have familiar voices for the next couple of decades. Yeah, no question about it. Well said. Uh, Adam Amin, Amin is one part. of my old yep. one of my old interns, and here's a guy who's in his early 30s yep. and is doing the Bulls, and he signed a big deal at Fox, and he's going to be one of the stars in the broadcasting world. Boog Shambi has been on the national stage. He'll do a little ESPN, but he's going to do the lion's share, as he said to quote him, of the marquee work for the Chicago Cubs, and that Jason Benetti, who. My God, I thought I worked a lot. That guy is yeah. always uh-huh. on, whether it's Kansas TCU or this football game to the Bulls game filling in for Adam because he's doing football to 162 White Sox teams. Yeah, I think those three, well said, are going to put down roots here and be here a long, long time. What can you tell us about Colin Ray, the decision, yeah. Cubs releasing him, him going over to Japan Feels like there's got to be more to the story here, maybe something strictly financial. But what do you know about Colin Ray? He's not very good. <laughs> He's okay. Big deal. So, Colin Ray, no disrespect to the Ray family. Okay. If Colin Ray is the answer to the question, the question is why is our team not very good? <laughs> so, if somebody in Japan is going to pay him, you know, a significant chunk of change, God bless him part of the Ray family adventure to go over and experience living there and making some really good money because if there was real demand and he was too expensive for the Cubs, you would trade him in the league. So that was just another insurance policy arm if somebody had to make a start. He was not going to be in your rotation. Mm. Go ahead, Trent. Elzelay, now part of the rotation. Mills Hendricks, of course, back. Zach Davies and wait for Lester. If it's not Lester, who would be the fifth? I gotta think there's another trade coming, okay. and you know they have assured me that they're not shopping Wilson Contreras. But if somebody called and said, "Okay, I gotta have Wilson Contreras, and I'll make you a hell of an offer," that isn't a salary dump. I was told by an agent who would know that the Cubs called every other major league team, 29 of them. Hey, we're moving you, Darvish. We've got one suitor who's made us a very, very good offer. Do you want to beat it? And the other 28 teams left, every one of them said, we could beat the Hall of Prospects that you're getting. The ones we'll give you will be more Major League caliber ready instead of 17 years old. But we aren't taking anywhere close to the amount of money the Padres took. The Padres took north of $50 million Mm. in salary. Good for them. They're putting the pedal down, and they're trying to win, but there was not one other team that was going to take 
not even close to that amount of money, and the Cubs wanted to move that contract. And I don't, in and of itself, of that deal, I don't know if you guys disagree with me, this guy's going to be 35, mm-hmm. and for as good as he was, let's not forget, what did he make? 14 starts, 12 starts. Mm-hmm. Okay, he finished second in the Cy Young voting, but the year before he was horrible till July 1st. Right. And then July 1st, the light went on and he had a real good finish. So he's never put a full season together in Chicago. He's 35. He's had at least two arm injuries that required surgery in his career, one being a Tommy John, another being a cleanup since he got to Chicago. And I got four prospects to move $50 million. I have no problem with that deal. I just think that they need to do something to try and compete and add another quality player. Uh, Cap, last thing for you. What are you hearing as far as opening day? I mean, I know they want to hit that day. Are, is there any? Has there been any talk about uh, is that realistic or not, Cap? I still don't think it is because until we get the lion's share of people vaccinated, they want as many people to be allowed in the stadium as possible. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, I've got two family members who are doctors. They're getting their second shot tomorrow. And then two weeks after that, you're considered 95% vaccinated. I haven't had a shot. I don't know if you guys have had a shot. I mean, we're not healthcare workers. We're not, you know, immunocompromised people. We're not seniors. So I, we may not get a shot till June. So do I think there's a chance, from what I'm hearing, that they delay the season so that they get the lion's share of the games with at least half capacity? Yes, I think there will be a delay. I'll be shocked if we start on time. Get you out on this cap. Four out of five wins for the Bulls, including late last night against Portland. Stayed up too late watching that thing, and it was a fun one in the comeback victory. Shorthanded squad. Time to start to get a little excited about this Bulls team, or it's four out of five, over 72. Well, it actually should be five out of five because Golden State, the league even admitted and told the Bulls, we screwed that up. There was a five-second call that they didn't call, and then they hit the game-winning three. So you should actually have another win. How about this one? They play tonight. If the Chicago Bulls win tonight, they will be over 500. Can you tell me the last time the Chicago Bulls were over 500 in the regular season? I cannot. What's the answer? That'd be March 2nd, 2017, almost four years ago. <laughs> Been a while. <laughs> yeah, they're due. So, it, it is. Do I get excited? I do because I like watching my Bulls. I'm a huge Billy Donovan fan. I told you guys, they shopped at the top shelf. What's it going to cost? I know we're in a pandemic. I can get that guy. Go ahead. $5 million a year, $6 million, whatever it is, Jerry wrote the check. So, yes, I'm excited. I think they'll go over their number of wins, but they're not a great team. Capper, great stuff. Thank you for what you do for us. We will uh, look forward to a week from today. Thank you, David Kaplan. You guys, too, have a wonderful rest of your day. Stay stay safe and healthy, everybody. Take care, Paul. Good to talk to you. David Kaplan joining us from Chicago Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors Cappy on a weekly basis. Look, it's never too early to start thinking about that project, or maybe you've got one that uh, takes place inside your home right now where you're going to need some stone, natural stone, to accent or update your exterior or your interior project any size. Centurion Stone of Iowa has a variety of styles, patterns, and colors for your every need. CenturionStoneofIowa.com. Visit the showroom. The showroom is at 5525 Northeast 22nd Street in Des Moines, 525. 25 Northeast 22nd Street in Des Moines, Centurion Stone of Iowa.com sponsors Cappy. Good stuff with Cappy. He made a case for your Bears. You're buying? 
Kinda. You're hoping? I'm a little bit. The Saints don't scare me. No, I don't think they should. Drew Thomas Brees is, is out. pedestrian. Kamara, when he comes back, if he comes back, how yeah. how good is he going to be? Killed you in the passing game yeah, in that yeah, overtime game. Did. And made your boy Danny Trevathan look slow. How about that? Did you see him this last weekend? Who was he chasing down? Uh, Valdez Valdez Scaly, yeah. It wasn't even fair. It wasn't. Well, it wasn't fair that he was on him in the first place, but boy, oh boy. Yeah, when you dial up a blitz yeah. and it doesn't get home. Here, Danny, you look at you guard him. You, you look cover at his him. numbers. Yeah. Um, you can talk about college basketball. The big four. Well, I'm not coming back. I don't want anybody to think that's the case, but we're going to get Kevin Lehman in here. Pick his brain on Iowa, Iowa State, Drake, and UNI next. But first, we've got some work to do, and that's hopefully putting $1,000 in somebody's pocket because it's time for another $1,000 slam dunk. Text the keyword SMILE to 200-200 right now. It's your chance to win $1,000. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. Smile to 200-200. Miller and Condon till noon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. If it feels like everything is on KXNO, it's because it is. Get all the latest on the Hawkeye, Cyclones, and more right here. 1460 AM and 106.3 FM. We are Des Moines Sports Station. KXNO. Trek Cotton here to let you know my good friends at Renner's Warehouse are in heavy demand right now in Des Moines for three reasons. One, the rental market is booming. People rent during uncertain times and homes are getting leased fast. Two, with professional video marketing and self-showing technology, Renner's Warehouse meets all healthy and safety guidelines for our social distancing world. And three, with regulations changing so quickly, more people are learning that using an experienced property manager is far less stressful than trying to do everything yourself. Now is not the time to DIY or mess with inexperienced property managers. For a low, flat monthly fee, Renner's Warehouse will take the grunt work off your plate with no upfront fees and no paperwork or 3 a.m. maintenance calls. Plus, they can help you turn your part-time rental into a full-time cash flow machine. And if you're a real estate agent, they're offering cash payments for referrals. Go to Renner'sWarehouse.com to book your free home rental price analysis today or call 515-528-4429. That's 515-528-4429. Renner's Warehouse, Des Moines. You'll always... Ken Miller, Trent Condon, Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and now on 106.3 FM. This is KXNO. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back. Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM, just past 11.30 on a Wednesday as we take you up until toward noon. Our final guest of the morning uh, is Kevin Lehman. We knew we'd get around to him sooner or later. It is basketball season. After all, we're going to take a look at the Big Four. Kevin has been all over the map doing games. He's an analyst. Him and Jordan Burnfield worked together earlier in the season. It was good to see those two. I think it was Big ESPN. I believe. Wasn't it, Kevin? Didn't you and Burnfield uh, get the big network at one point this uh, November, early December? First of all, Happy New Year, Happy guys. New Year. Yes, we did get moved up to the big network because Virginia, Michigan State got canceled. Yeah. I think we started out ESPNU and everybody 
because of cancellations, we just kept moving <laughs> right. up the ladder. Yeah. And uh, interesting game because it was at Northwestern. We couldn't – we were on the upper deck. We were kind of behind the baskets. We were, and, and Jordan brought his binoculars just in case we couldn't see the court. It was an interesting time. Well, we're living in interesting times, no doubt about it. So Trent and I wanted to actually ask you that because uh, Trent mentioned, and I wasn't aware of this, that you were actually uh, uh, dipped into the SEC, did a game uh, within the last little while. So, Kevin, how many games of the games you've worked, have all of have you been in the arena for all of them, or have you, like many broadcasters, uh, been working remotely during these times? Well, I started out remotely uh, on, a, on that streaming network called Flow Hoops when they had in Mohican Sun at, they call it Bubbleville. Yeah. We were supposed to, kid, we're supposed to do 27 games. I was going to do them out of my basement. 27 games. We ended up doing nine because Jeez. of the cancellations. And there was a cancellation and some uh, ESP would come in and grab our teams. It was crazy. Uh, so we're supposed to do 10 days out of my basement and ended up doing five days and nine games that we did have Virginia, their opening game, and then we had San Francisco, but we didn't have we were supposed to have San Francisco against Virginia, then ESPN grabbed that game. You remember San Francisco upset mm-hmm. the Cavaliers at that time. But the rest of them though, I've been uh, I've been at Northwestern twice. Uh you know, of course Northern Iowa and I've had three canceled while I was on site. The hmm. Paul at Iowa State was the first. We were rehearsing our open at I think it was four o'clock for a five o'clock tip yeah. when they canceled that game with the Paul at Iowa State and uh, at Northwestern we got canceled in the morning for a three o'clock tip. This and I can't imagine Ken and Trent, you know, even as a announcer because you do so much prep, how devastating that is. But imagine what it does to your players Ugh. and coaches when that game's pulled in the last minute. It's just got to be uh, emotionally heartbreaking. And a lot of frustrations, and I think you hear that from different places. You've been seeing a lot of teams. You mentioned you saw Virginia. I know you were calling the Tennessee-Mizzou game last week. A couple of pretty good teams in the top 15 of the rankings. You've seen a lot of teams, but I know you've also seen Gonzaga as they faced off against Iowa and some of the other opponents that they've seen this year. How big is that gap, Kevin, between the Zags and everybody else in college basketball? Is it as big as many people think? You know, it's big right now, but I'm wondering, and that's a question I'd like to throw at you guys. Who do you take for the NCAA tournament? Would you take Gonzaga, or would you take the field? Zags. I think that's a great question right now because, (laughs) you know, they're getting 63 first place votes out of 64. Who would you guys take? I gotta think it's Gonzaga, Kevin. I would. You know what? We got robbed, and maybe we'd all have a more of a uh, a knowledgeable opinion if we would have seen. No, we didn't get robbed. We're we're lucky that we're getting anything. But if we would have seen Baylor and Gonzaga, mm-hmm. I think we would have been able to have a more educated opinion because that's the game everybody wanted to see, right? Look, we saw the Zags and and West Virginia. Uh, the Mountaineer Huggy gave them all they wanted, mm-hmm. all that they wanted in that basketball game. Um, but I still think I would take Gonzaga. Right? I, I'd take the field. I, you you just have to. In a field of 67 other teams, they're better than everybody else, but you got to win six straight. Yeah, if it was you're playing series, you're playing best three out of five, five out of seven, yeah, yeah, yeah. then I absolutely would be Gonzaga. But because of the nature of it, give me the 67 other teams. Mm-hmm. Ken, you can have Gonzaga. <laughs> Yeah, I'll take them. Yeah, uh, I'm with you. I'm with you on that, Trent, because I think it's the same thing. There's, you know, there's so many quirky things. You have a bad shooting night. Mm-hmm. 
somebody tweaks an ankle. Uh, there's so many different things can happen. I would take the field, too. If you could give me Baylor and Gonzaga, I might take those two against the field. <laughs> yeah, that's a different equation. Washer Systems of Iowa sponsors our conversations here as we talk about the Big Four and how they're doing with our friend uh, Kevin Lehman. Kevin, let's start in the in the Valley. Let's start with the story, uh, and that is the Drake Bulldogs. Uh, Coach DeVries has this team. Uh, I mean, we watched them when was it Monday Night Trent uh, just completely destroy Southern Illinois, a team that we thought was amongst the best teams in the Valley, and they way, may well end up being there. But Drake just never gave them a chance. What about DeVries Bunch? What have you seen, whether in person or on television, uh, that shows you that this team uh, is going to be a factor in the Valley and clearly are a factor thus far? I think they're the leaders in the clubhouse right now, Ken. And I had them Sunday night against Southern. And I was like, you know, I thought, okay, this Southern team's going to give them a test. Southern beat them twice last year, beat them in the nap. Uh, only Northern Iowa and Southern beat them in Des Moines last year. But here's the stat that blew us away. The average age of the five starters for Drake is 23 years old. Jeez, wow. I know that. The Chicago Bulls. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. And, and as Darren DeVries said, D.J. Wilkins, who's only a junior, will be collecting Social Security by the time he graduates. <laughs> It's a way to build a team, mm-hmm. and he's had to do it on the fly. He's had to adjust, losing Robbins uh, during the offseason, yet here they are. Roman Penn, every time I watch a Drake game, I walk away just impressed with that kid. Who knows how it translates? He's got another year. He's just a junior, too. But is he the the star the, the straw that stirs the drink? Is he really the, the key to this Drake team going to those high levels, winning a regular season title, winning Arch Madness? Does it come down ultimately to Roman Penn and how he's playing? Credit does, and Darren Reese will tell you that. And Roman Penn is a junior, and he's 23 years old also. Uh, so these are old guys, and uh, Penn is the best point guard in the Valley. And I think most people would agree with that one. He makes them go. And, you know, he, took, he turned his ankle to Evansville. There's a question where he's going to play Sunday night. Mm. And they played him first four minutes and sat him for about five or six, came back really strong. And, and I think when Leon Robbins left for Minnesota, a lot of us forgot about Drake. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we forgot that you got Murphy coming back. He had Wilkins pin. Uh, and then they, you know, they stuck Darnell Brody in there. And then, boy, they pulled one out of the hat with Tank Hemphill. This guy is uh, he, he's athletic. He's from the point of that press. He's tough to deal with. And the other thing, guys, these guys all played for Marty Richter at Florida Southwestern. The Murphy twins, Wilkins. Hemphill played for him before he went to Green Bay. Uh, so they have a – I told him he better give uh, Marty Richter a raise. <laughs> yeah. Of course, the reason he already had, I said, you better give him another one because that's, that's an interesting stat that those kids all come from that same area, northwest, around the Gary area. They grew up playing together. And you throw uh, – you also throw in there uh, Jonah Jackson. Those guys are all from the same area, and they know each other. So that was a really good recruit for him, and I think it really uh, – they're really athletic. And Brian Mullins made a great comment, guys. He said last year they generated their energy with their offense, and this year they generate their energy with their defense. I think that is a great statement to describe 
this Bulldog team. Uh, let's save Iowa and Iowa State for the end. Let's finish up with the Valley and clearly, uh, you know, such a disappointing set of circumstances uh, handed to Coach Jacobson and the Panthers. They took off, what, a couple, three weeks before, uh, right before Christmas, before they got into the Valley. And now Fife has been the guy that's been carrying this team and as, as far as he, as far as he has. But boy, uh, losing green, uh, for the season the way they did, uh, on a Panther team that had so much promise prior to the season, uh, that's quite a blow. Well, yeah, they lost Green, and it's a smaller factor that Antoine Kimmins also decided to go home because of COVID issues. So basically what they have, Kim, is two freshman point guards out there, and that's tough to win in this league when you have two freshmen. And, you know, Bowen Bourne, great high school player. He got thrown into it, and Nate Heisey, the freshman out of Minnesota, those kids are in the starting backcourt. That's tough in this league. Uh, Burhau is playing really well, had a triple double at Evansville. They're starting to put the ball in his hands more. So, you know, Ben Jackson, I had the game against Missouri State where they got beat by 20. The next night, they turned around and win by 10, a 30 point swing. And Coach Jake, being Coach Jake, was so calm and collected when we talked to him after that loss. Uh, you know, he just uh, puts one foot in front of the other one and says, Here's where we're at now. We're going to get better. So, look for that. This U and I team, although I don't think they can challenge to win the Valley, but they'll be a factor before this thing ends. Do you see Bowen Bourne? Physically, he's mm. still very slight, and that was the knock against him. Yeah, he can score in any league. It doesn't matter if you're talking about the MVC, the Big Ten, Big 12 races. He can score, but it's on the defensive end. Do you think physically, by the time he is an upperclassman, he'll be able to compete well on the defensive end of the floor? Well, I thought Trent, it was a great position for him to come in and back up A.J. Green, mm-hmm. but as I just mentioned, got thrown in the mix. So, uh, uh, yeah, I think he's going to be a very good Valley player. He's, he's got uh, his IQ, basketball IQ is off the charts. You know his dad is an NBA yeah. scout. And, you know, I coached at Dowling when his dad played at Valley. He's another guy that grew some. He went to Nebraska-Omaha, then transferred to Iowa State. Uh, and I think Mike Moore's statement was when he entered high school, he's four foot eleven. So maybe there's another growth spurt in this kid. And he, he definitely knows how to play the game left-handed, and the change between that first game against Missouri State and the second, like Ben Jackson said, we had no film to look at for a 10, 10 days, I think it was 18 days. No teaching film, so that's what they really rely on. Uh, but unfortunately, if you look at Bourne and Heisey, in league play, they're 7 of 27 from three-point range, and that's been a struggle for a team that really likes to rely on the three-point shot. They're only making four and a half in league play. Uh, let's get to Iowa State. I know you prepared for them, but the Paul game that uh, was, uh, was was canceled at the last minute. Uh, the very low expectation for this team this year. I don't think uh, even the most hardcore Cyclone fans this th- think this team is ever going to flirt with the bubble or the middle of the conference, a top every a really good. I shouldn't say that a really good conference. Uh, last night and the last three games in, in in conference play played well against West Virginia in a very difficult place to play where really good Iowa State teams have gone. And, and and been beaten in the past. Hanging around with Baylor, I mean, having a lead midway through the second half, that's an encouraging sign. And then on the road last night in Austin, playing Texas, Shaka Smart's best team since he's been there, playing them very tough. No expectations, but maybe a team that's moving forward with baby steps, Kevin. Well, what they're doing, Ken, they're handling the ball better. Uh, they only had, I think it was 10 throwers last night. This is a team that's been kicking around a little bit. They had eight turnovers at Texas. 
They've been averaging 17. So they're getting more shot opportunities because they're getting better at the ball handling part of it. They're, they don't have a lot of depth. Of course, Steve Combs' guy only likes to go about seven deep anyway. Uh, and that's an issue for him, too. But this is, you know, he's in a time of COVID where you got new players like they ever had, it's difficult to piece them together. And then they had interruptions with cancellations. And the top of the Big 12, guys, I think that league is really good at the top with Baylor and Texas and Kansas, West Virginia and Tech. Those teams are loaded. Let's finish up with the Iowa Hawkeyes. Back to number five in the AP poll this week. Road win against Rutgers. Yeah, it's not the same as having a jam-packed rack there at the Rutgers Athletic Center, but still a nice road victory. It's a, another road trip, this time to Maryland. A winnable game, and Kevin, the reason I got so frustrated after the Minnesota loss and the fan perspective is because I want to see a regular season title. I've been here 40 years. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen one, and I want to see that. And you can't afford to lose not like the one they got coming up tomorrow night against Maryland. Your thoughts overall on what you've seen from Iowa lately? Trent, I was right with you. At Minnesota, I'm thinking, oh, no, they're pretenders again. They can't close out games on the road that you have to win, like Michigan State would win. Uh, and then then I watched them at, at uh, Rutgers. I think, this team's for real. That was a gutty performance. And I thought it was Fran's best coaching job. Connor McCaffrey goes down. He's got faith in his freshman. He throws him in there and Keegan Murphy's been sensational. Mm-hmm. Uh, the stats he's put up, you know, in league play, in minimum time, are, are been tremendous by this guy. I, I looked the other day; in 16 minutes, he's averaging eight points, four and a half rebounds, and he's shooting 66 percent. And they trust him defensively. So they've got a nice stretch coming. They're at Maryland, and then they've got four of their next five at home. So this is the time for the, the Hawks to really solidify their race to win this title. And I with you, Trent, you know, I had buddies played in that last championship in 1979. That's a long time ago. <laughs> they need to get a Big Ten championship. Who's the best team in the Big Ten right now, Kevin? Boy, that is a great question. Did you see what Michigan State did? I the did. Last <laughs> yes. So, if you ask me today, yeah. I'm going to say Iowa today. Yeah. Tomorrow, maybe Wisconsin. Yeah. You just don't know this league. It, it is brutal. And that's why this uh, going to Maryland is so big. I mean, you've got to win those games on the road, uh, especially with teams that aren't in the top division. I watched them play Michigan Friday sometime over the last few days, and uh, I don't think Maryland's very – I'll be disappointing. Minnesota, I can understand. Minnesota's got some shooters. Liam Robbins is open in some eyes, mm-hmm. but if they lose to Maryland, uh, not good. Kevin, listen, thank you. We look forward to doing this a whole bunch uh, in the uh, uh, weeks ahead. Thank you, Kevin Lehman. Have a wonderful day. All right, thanks, guys. You you have a good day also. Take care. Kevin Lehman, Washer Systems of Iowa presents. Kevin, he's going to join us a bunch. Um, yeah, he's right. It means Iowa could, could be Illinois, could be Wisconsin. How, how did Maryland beat Wisconsin there? Trent. <laughs> yeah, and, and the game, where, where was the game? It was in Madison. It was in Madison. Yes, yes. And it's not like Maryland shot lights out. Mm-hmm. They were 6 of 17 from 3 that day. It, I don't. Maybe it's the limitations sometimes you get from Wisconsin. They're going to have a clunker game like that. Well, Rutgers had a clunker last night. They, they did. I, mean, I, I have no idea how Michigan State beat them as bad as they... Look, I'm not surprised necessarily Michigan State won. But we just watched Rutgers and I. That was a hell of a basketball Would you game. like to be with Izzo the last two weeks in practice? No, thank you. And I 
think that's what showed up. Bronco. Well, we both handed out winners yesterday. You got another winner. You gave what Iowa State you? yesterday. Uh, oh, well. And the points. Yeah, I gave you Alabama. One. You got another college No, jumps? I don't. No? I'm, I'm One time only? It's Ohio State on Monday. You're all Ohio in on the Buckeyes State. now. I'm loving Alabama even more now. It's the totally switch early. You. Oh, you've always been an SEC honk. <laughs> Mr. SEC. Mr. SEC, yeah. Uh, a final segment coming up next. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. and Andy talk sports and more. Weekdays at 2 on 1460 AM and 106.3 FM. This is KXNO. Drift. Sportsbook has gone mobile. No longer are the days you have to drive to the casino to register for a mobile sportsbook. You can now do it from the comfort of your own home. Well, football playoffs start this weekend to celebrate the most exciting time of the football season. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook, is giving you a chance to double your money. All it takes is one touchdown to be scored in any of Saturday's games? There's three of them, Ken. That's all that you need. Once you opt in and place your bet, all you have to do is sit back and wait for a single touchdown to be scored in any of those three games. Download the top-rated sportsbook app now and use the promo code KXNO when you sign up to have a shot at doubling your money if a touchdown is scored in one of those football games on Saturday. That's code KXNO for new players to get a shot at doubling their money for a limited time. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 years of age or older. Iowa only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call one 800 Families with a child battling cancer have been in a crisis long before COVID-19. With the financial and emotional pressures of hospital visits and bills skyrocketing, they are often left feeling overwhelmed and alone. Instead of focusing on their child's health, they are worried about how they're going to pay their mortgage or rent or how they will put groceries on the table. You can help a family with a child battling cancer when they need it most right now. Learn more and make a donation at PinkySwear.org. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. Well, a couple of good basketball games tonight. Big Ten, 7.30, Big Ten Network, uh, Minnesota-Michigan, and then 8 o'clock ESPN2. has got a pretty good tilt in the Big 12 in Oklahoma and Baylor. I think it's going to depend where Robbie Hummel is for me. Oh, okay. Uh, you those, like Hummel that yeah, much? I think he's really good. He is good. He's really good. I like Billis. I like Schulman. I think that's a good tandem, but I don't think that they'll necessarily be on the deuce tonight. Uh, those are the two games for me. you have an opinion on a game tonight? Uh, like Wake Forest tonight. They're getting 14 against Virginia. Outside of the elite of the elite Virginia teams, I don't like them giving 14 to anybody. And that's a late game, too, I believe, yes. right? Yes. That's the one that's the uh, top of my list here. But I got a lot of college plays tonight. Follow along with me again over at the Action Network. You can see all my plays. I always put them up, and a lot of plays. Probably is there, not is there any feed big book one. allowed when you put them up. I mean, could people you know buy them? No, 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 no. no, no. Put poke holes and Condi to cost me a lot of money. Or thanks, Trent. Have you had a good? I just night. yell at me on Twitter. That's what I get I usually most of the time. Do you see? Uh, we created some kind of firestorm yesterday. <laughs> For what? On Twitter, on our show account. Uh-uh, I didn't see it. But somebody deleted the original tweet, so I never saw what started the whole thing. 
What was it about? I have no idea. I don't know because the original tweet, the guy deleted it. What do we do? Who knows? Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Murph and Andy coming up at 2. The Fanatics at 4. Hawk Central tonight is at 6. Miller and Condon 10 to noon on Des Moines Sports Station. 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM.